Well, hey there, thanks for joining me uh, on Morning Manna. I'm Pastor Greg, and uh, we are in Psalm 51 still. Uh, we've spent a couple weeks in Psalm 51, which is a penitential psalm. There's seven psalms that are considered psalms of penitence. Uh, penitence means, you know, essentially a, a sorrowful heart. And... Um, and David, uh, in Psalm 51, is really uh, sketching out his thoughts to God concerning uh, the terrible things that he had done uh, in committing adultery with Bathsheba and the subsequent covering up of that sin and, uh, and finds himself, David finds himself desperate for God and desperate for forgiveness, cleansing, and renewal in his life. And um, the things that he's done, he can't, he can't shake it and get it off of him. It's like a stain that just won't come out unless God does something. So the, the Christian life um, is largely about... Uh, conforming or bending our life around what is true. Life is, um, it's complex. Uh, you know, here we are on this planet, this orb that's spinning around um, and which is also, you know, in orbit around the sun and we're in a massive universe. And the question is, why? <laughs> Why are we here? What is the point of all this? And so there is, everybody has a, some kind of a, of a narrative of, of why. And some sort of a, you know, kind of a story that they tell themselves about uh, what life actually is. And there are... Uh, Consequently, thousands upon thousands of narratives in people's minds about what life really is. And yet there is one narrative that is true. Just one. And this one narrative uh, for the Christian is contained in Scripture. And so life for the Christian becomes... Uh, largely about bending around what we know to be true, the true narrative of life. That there is a God who transcends time and space, who in the beginning, before there was time, God existed. And then God created the heavens and the earth and all that there is, and God created the first man and female, and they sinned, and God, right from the very beginning of humanity, uh, enacted uh, what would play out as the ultimate uh, consequence of the fall. And that is sacrifice, the, the, the innocent sacrifice to pay for the sin of Adam and Eve. And so, that story uh, you find from the beginning of the Bible on through the end, but it, 
It uh, involves creation, it involves the earth, the planet itself, there's going to be renewal of the planet and all of it. And so uh, we spend our life pressing into the truth. So not only the truth about the universe and the future of the world and all of that, but the truth about our, ourselves. So my behaviors, um, and if I deviate from what God declares to be good, right, true, and so on, well, we call that sin or transgression. Uh, we, we depart from uh, the truth in our behaviors, and so we confess that to the Lord when that happens. And it probably happens quite a bit. It does in my life. So I have to confess those things and talk to God about it. And, and through that process of talking to God, communion with God, confessing sins to God, God conforms us. He, he, he takes the truth and he sanctifies us using the truth. So really, that's what David is doing now in this psalm. He's, he's deviated from God's plan and will for his life. And now he feels dirty because of it. He feels uh, separated from God because of it. And only God can help the situation. So in verse 6, David comes to this conclusion. He says, you delight in truth in the inner, inner, inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. So David realizes that God is a God of truth, that he's the one who gives us the, the actual narrative of what life is and what my life is and what my purpose is and all of that. And so this God who is truth and who gives us the truth, he delights in tr when we are true, when we would, I would say we are honest with God, that we come to the place where, where we can be just naked and honest before the Lord about our lives and what's going on and what we have done and so on. So David says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Now, if you're a Bible person, have been studying the Bible for a while, hyssop probably throws you right back to Exodus, doesn't it? Where the, the hyssop branch was used uh, to take the blood of the slain lamb and apply it to the doorposts of the Hebrew homes. And so I think David has that in mind. He has the Passover in mind when he says that. Then he says, wash me and I will be whiter than snow. So, so David, though David can't get the stain of sin off of himself, he's confident that God can get it utterly off of him. That, that snow, being David, I'm sure is thinking snow is about the whitest thing he, there is. And David is going, okay, Lord, I, I can't get this nasty stain of sin off of me, but you, you can make me whiter than snow. You can make me cleaner than the cleanest thing there is. I love that. Are you, are you confident that God can do that with you? You should be. So let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. So 
This is interesting to me. So let me hear joy and gladness. So David realizes that, you know, joy is, that's where God is always taking, taking us. You know, you lead me into green pastures and beside still waters. That's places of joy and peace. And so that's, that's where the Lord is, is always leading us. But when we, when we deviate from the Lord's plan, when we sin, uh, we find ourselves not full of joy. Joy's now sapped from us. And so now David's longing for that, that joy of the Lord. And, uh, but this is interesting. He says, let the bones that you have broken rejoice. I think it's a, it's a mark of maturity for the Christian to reconcile all things that happen in, in our lives to the Lord. I, I need to be careful here. Um, not, God, you're ticked off at me and you're punishing me. That's not what David is saying here. He's not saying that, God, you've broken my bones in anger for what I've done. No, he's not saying that at all. He's saying that that like a lamb who's broken its bones by the shepherd, and this used to happen in that day in ancient times, the wayward sheep uh, at times would have their uh, limbs broken by the shepherd out of mercy to be able to bring them back home. And David is making a reference to, to God's merciful shepherding. And so, listen, the discipline of the Lord is not pleasant. Okay, so, so this, this moment in your life right now that maybe is not pleasant for you, you, you need to see that God is behind it, not mad at you, not punishing you for your sin, but shepherding you to bring you home where you belong because he loves you. So David realizes that he needs to get from uh, where he's at to a place of rejoicing. So he says, hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart. Oh, a clean heart. A heart that isn't duplicitous. That, that has subterfuge, you know, there's stuff going on in the, the secret place of the heart and there's agendas always behind every conversation and there's manipulation and all and just that dark stuff. David says, I, I don't want any of that. I've spent the last year of my life with my heart being just full of that dark kind of stuff just trying to hide my sin. So Lord, create in me a clean heart. I mean, just a brand new, just wiping the slate clean kind of heart. I wanna be simple in, that, in the best sense of that word. I don't wanna be duplicitous. I don't wanna be having these you know, dark thoughts always 
you know, coursing through my heart and mind as I interact with people and so on. I want to, I just want to love people and want the best for them and, and be simple-hearted like that. Well, maybe you long for that. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing to long for, and it's something that God wants to help you with. Listen, we'll, we'll pull up here and we'll continue on next time. But you, you may or may not realize it, Christian, but God, he is working in the midst of your situation, even if you failed terribly and feel like you've been sidelined because of it or you've been you know, relegated to some uh, you know, sort of uh, second-rate position in the kingdom. That's all just, it's not, it's not Bible, I'll tell you that. It's, it's just whatever. It's, it's the enemy probably trying to uh, mess you up and, you know, take you out. Uh, but God restores his people, and he does it again and again. And he wants to lead you into green pastures again. He wants, you to, bring, he wants to bring you to the, to the still waters. He wants your broken bones to begin to rejoice again. So seek him today. Talk to him about it. God bless you guys.